This is the Mark Milton Show with a Smash with former Department of Justice Tax Division trial attorney Mark Milton and the Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. I should have been a cowboy. I should have learned to rope and ride. Wearing my six shooter, riding my pony on a cat and drive. All right, yeehaw, you're listening to The Mark Milton Show with the Smash, broadcasting from the Miller Furniture Studios, presented by STL Taxler. Dot com smash how you doing today but i'm looking at you i'm thinking of the song should have been a cat you are so well dressed i don't think you could have been a cowboy man you i'm trying to dress casual you would have been what they call a dandy and you'd have come <laughs> off the stagecoach and you'd had these six guns and everything but you're a dandy you're one of those guys who you don't know how dangerous a dude like you could be because you're a dandy my man i appreciate should have been a cowboy but you're a dandy that. Or if I should hate that. But we are very fortunate today to have in studio with us former state senator, my good friend, Jim Lemke. Jim, thanks for being here today. Mark, thanks for having me. Smash, good nice morning. Nice to see you, James. Yeah, when he got off that stagecoach, instead of a cowboy hat, maybe it was derby. He'd have a derby <laughs> exactly. on, right? Right, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's almost Bat Masterson-like. There you go. And you have a little tiny cane that goes over here, and at the end of the cane is like a blade, and that way you can either shoot people or stab them. You are a dandy. See, sir. I envision having like a motorcycle and then a sidecar with Smash in it. I get to see Smash kind of riding low to the ground. Just kind of, you know. You ever rode in a sidecar? I have not. One no. of the most frightening experiences I've, never I've ever motor- had. I've never ridden a motorcycle. Oh, really? The closest thing I've had is a Segway, and that's yeah. terrifying. And I've yeah. never done a Segway. Those are not, easy to, not right. easy to navigate. So, uh, well, let's get to it. So, I, I invited uh, Senator Lemke on because I was outraged by a story I saw this week on Wednesday. Um, the Missouri Independent reported that uh, the Defense of Liberty group, uh, who you know I'm a big fan of, Paul Kurtman, from former, or you're always a Marine, right? He's Marine Corps uh, soldier, uh, Iraq veteran, served in the legislature. Um, he has a group that Jim, you help, and, and others have helped uh, fundraise for. Uh, they had an event with, was it Candace Owens a couple of months ago? Back in August, we had a very successful event. Uh, it was uh, Defense of Liberty 8. And uh, we had over 1,200 people at the St. Charles Convention Center. And it just, everybody had a wonderful time. Candace did a great job. And we're just talking about freedom and liberty and the mm-hmm. Constitution and, right. uh, you know, apple pie. <laughs> yeah. You know, just, just good stuff. Yeah. And so you guys had another event scheduled for December 3rd. 3rd. December 3rd with Donald Trump Jr. <clears throat> exactly. Which is a, a huge get. I mean, you guys were expecting a huge crowd, I assume. Yeah, we were expecting uh, 3,000, uh, three to 4,000 at that event. And uh, what's interesting about it is, uh, you know, Donald Trump Jr. wasn't easy to land. I wouldn't I imagine, mean, there was, no. Yeah. There was a lot of negotiations that went on, uh, a lot of investment, you know, in this, uh, you mm-hmm. know, event. And uh, come to find out, uh, as we started the ticket sales, uh, the thing exploded. Uh, you know, within uh, four or five days, uh, we sold over $30,000 worth of tickets. Wow. I mean, so it, it was people wanted Donald Trump. They, they wanted to see Donald Trump Jr. here in Missouri. I mean, they're coming from across the state. Absolutely. And so, so what happened is you guys were using a payment proce- processor called WePay. And this is owned by Chase Bank. Right. And out of the blue, Chase Bank or WePay notifies the group that, hey, we're canceling your contract. We're not going to process your payments for your tickets. We're going to refund all your money. You know, basically, and here's what they said. Quote, it seems you're using what WePay payments for one or more of the activities prohibited by our terms of service. More specifically, per our terms of service, we are unable to process for hate, violence, racial intolerance, terrorism, the financial exploitation of a crime, 
or items or activities that encourage, promote, facilitate, or instruct others regarding the same. So what about the Defense of Liberty dinners in any way uh, violates those terms of service? Well, it's ironic. I mean, uh, we just talked about it in August. We brought in a black woman, conservative, you know, to address our group, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to uh, be the keynote. So there is nothing uh, in uh, those terms of agreement uh, where there should be even a, a, a shadow of a doubt, you know, that, that we don't fulfill any of those um, you know, you know, uh, standards as far as would keep them from doing business with us. And, and here's the thing that was really insidious is that Paul Kirkman, you know, this is the first time we tried to work with this company, mm-hmm. with WePay. Uh, and the reason that we went this direction was to do this in-house when you sell 4,000 tickets is, uh, is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And they had the ability, uh, because we're going to a bigger venue, they had the ability to actually um, sell tickets at different prices, depending on where you were, you know, in the mm-hmm. uh, in the space, in the venue. So, and what, for a fee, I mean, they're not doing this for free. Either. Right. That's yeah, what's yeah, crazy. Like, yeah. you're giving up potentially revenue because of someone's political views. Right, exactly. As a company. Exactly. So what they did was, and they did all the background on the Defense of Liberty on Paul Kirkman. He had to provide all of this information beforehand, before they started selling tickets. Then they started selling tickets, and within a, a, a five-day period, Paul Kirkman gets the first email from WePay that says, we believe that we have a problem, and we need this different information from you again because we have to look into your organization. That took about a week. And then he got the email, Paul got, received the email that said, we're canceling your event. Uh, we are not, we're not going to sell any more tickets. Any that are in the, the hopper will be canceled. Wow. And wow. so did they ever provide any specifics as to how the, the terms were violated? No, they did not. And they then, did not. And then what's interesting about this, so uh, was it Wednesday night, uh, State Treasurer Scott Fitzpatrick goes on with Tucker Carlson and brings this to light and says, hey, you know, he controls a lot with respect to the state's relationships with banks. Correct. Said, hey, we're not going to do business with Chase Bank if you're going to treat half our population this way. And then they've they've changed course, have they not? They have. I mean, uh, we received uh, last evening uh, a email that uh, more or less said it was a mistake. Oh, and really? very humble apology. Really? Very <laughs> humble apology. Now, I'd like to credit some of the. I did send a tweet last night, or Wednesday night, to be fair. And I got shadow banned because I got one like from my wife. But I thought it was a pretty good tweet because it's basically like, this should concern everyone. The fact that a bank, the largest bank in the country, yeah. which, by the way, is federally insured, right? So I think you have some real First Amendment issues when you've got a bank that's basically insured by the government, right? Making decisions about who they're going to allowed to do business with and not. I mean, it's discriminatory. Now, political views may not be a protected class, but maybe it should be. I mean, right? this just seems wrong. Well, and again, I mean, I was, I've been asked uh, by a number of different people, do you think that this had anything to do with this being Donald Trump Jr.? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I was of say, course it's no doubt. There's yeah. no doubt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they didn't, you know, we didn't get canceled when it was, uh, you know, Candace Owens. And the interesting thing about that uh, is that uh, the convention center in St. Charles uh, insisted that we have uh, added security sure. when Candace was in town. And there was not one single protester, not one single problem, mm. although we anticipated it. Yeah. So, I mean, again, Missouri is a very red state. Uh, it's a state that wants to bring conservative uh, speakers uh, like 
uh, you know, the goal of the Defense of Liberty. We're, we're planning on doing three or four of these events a year. And we want to bring in these big names, and the people want to see them. Yeah, and ironically, Chase is a relatively newcomer to Missouri, at least St. Louis. Have you noticed yeah. they've been putting a lot of branches here? Yes. Uh, Frontenac's got a new one. There's All one brand to new. pair. And I'm thinking to myself, it just seems really short-sighted. From, like, why, would, as a business, would you do this? It just doesn't make sense to target people based on their political views. And really, I guess it's it's a sad, it's, it's more of a, I guess, commentary on where we are as a society, that they would feel the need to silence people like the Defense of Liberty Group, Donald Trump Jr., et cetera. Because it's more than that. It's the, like you said, 3,000 people are going to go to this event. Right. And, and now they can't. And again, uh, you know, the goal of the event is not in, not just to bring in these big national speakers, but to give Missourians an opportunity, like at the, the last event, every uh, uh, U.S. Senate candidate had the opportunity to speak to the group. I mean, this is uh, more or less a service that we are providing uh, to like-minded Missourians and, and beyond. Anyone, though. Anyone, Anyone could come. Anybody can come. Sure. Yeah. Any, and, uh, but it, uh, the, the events are very well received. Like I said, no problems, uh, you know, with uh, uh, any kind of uh, riots or protesting. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, it, Chase just made a bad decision. Yeah, they made a bad decision. That's what it seems like. You see it as uh, at least the bad decision when uh, it originally came. Do you see it as a, a power play of sorts to make a statement that we're powerful enough to, to censor, to shut down uh, this operation? You know, I think it was a miscalculation, Smash. I, yeah. yeah, I think that they thought that they could just cancel yeah. uh, the conservative voices out there. Right. And, of course, when we received it, the first thing that we got, we, we wanted to double down. You know, we we wanted to say, no, you're not going to cancel us. Right. And you know what? We're going to we're going to change venues so we can have double the crowd that, <laughs> right. that, that we had. So, right yeah, that, that they might have picked with the wrong group here. That, I, I agree group. with you. When yeah. I saw that, I was like, this is not the group you, you want to be messing with Jamie Dimon. I was like, especially in light of the fact they're trying to do business in Missouri. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Well, if you know Paul Kirkman, uh, who is a <laughs> Marine yep. and uh, served in the General Assembly for eight years in the House, if you know Bill Eigel, uh, Senator Eigel, who I runs uh, and works with the Conservative Caucus in the Missouri Senate, these guys are fighters. And, uh, you know, I just finished my 20th year in the Capitol. I've been fighting for liberty and freedom and the Constitution in our state for 20 years. And like I said, Chase picked on the wrong group. Yeah. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting. So you guys are planning to go forward. Uh, are, they, are you going to have to reschedule the event? Or we are. We're working, uh, we're working with Donald Trump Jr.'s team right now, uh, trying to come up with a date. It looks like it's going to be late January or early February, uh, next time that he's got something open on his calendar. Mm -hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, they're not happy about it either. Oh, I can imagine. That's yeah. why I wondered if he yeah. wouldn't come up. But, I mean, he'll be silenced, too. I mean, right. he, I mean, he hasn't been canceled by Twitter yet, but I feel like that's only a matter of time. Was his fancée, Kimberly Guilfoyle, uh, <laughs> supposed to be joining you know, I've been, asked, I've been asked that question oh, okay. well, a lot. We might have to get some security I'm gonna have for to her. Find, I'm going to have to find out for you. <laughs> All right, with, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> maybe do a live broadcast of, from the—that'd uh, be fun. It's part of the attraction. We could do that. Well, <laughs> yeah. I, and, and Jim, I thank you for all you're doing in Missouri. I know you've been very— yep. Active, helpful in getting this conservative movement out there. Where, where, do that, where does that stand now? I mean, do you think uh, Missouri is, is – is, I mean, we've become a red state. Do you think we can stay that way? And what do you see on the horizon as far as uh, well, Missouri Well, you know, goes? what happens uh, in a state like Missouri is, uh, you know, the, the party out of power wants to be in power. And the party in power uh, yeah. wants purity. So that's what's happening right now in the Republican Party has been happening over the last, uh, you know, three or four cycles of uh, the conservative movement in Missouri is strong and well. 
And uh, I can speak more directly to the, the Missouri Senate. Uh, we have a conservative caucus that over the last six years has grown th- from three constitutional conservatives to now nine. And in 2022 cycle, we have five open seats because of term limits. And uh, we will have primaries. They're all Republican seats. We'll have primaries in all five of those. And uh, uh, my organization, the 100 PAC, will be engaged in all five of those primaries to elect the right Republicans so that we can start passing policies in Missouri that will prosper her, will get businesses to move here, grow here, uh, get our population growth going in the right direction so Missouri can start uh, competing with states like Texas and Florida and Tennessee instead of just being mediocre. And and to that point, this this goes more to national politics, but, you know, we had this $1.3 trillion bill passed this week with bipartisan support. It outrages me. I mean, I think about the Republicans that vote for this, $1.3 billion we don't have. No, trillion, trillion. excuse me, $1.3 trillion we do not have. We're already over $30 trillion in debt. So at what point on the national level do cons- – I know we had the Tea Party movement in 2010. I mean, it, it's, do you think that could ever happen again where, like, Republicans are held to account for voting for things like this? Because I just don't understand how you can say you're a conservative but vote for a $1.3 trillion spending package for things we, A, don't need – be the economy, if the government would just get out of the way, I think a lot of things would, would happen. My concern is that um, nothing good comes out of Washington, D.C. Um, I believe that, and I've been watching it for many, many years, I believe that ultimately both parties are on the same team. You know, one team is driving us over a cliff at 80 miles an hour. The other one is driving us over a cliff at 60 miles an hour. I think that it's, it's incumbent upon the states uh, to pursue policies uh, that are going to prosper the people and protect their freedoms and liberties. So I really don't think the fix is in Washington, D.C. I think the states have to be prepared for the implosion that's coming. Uh, see, because that's if a, we continue to spend money the uh, that, we don't, that we don't have, yeah. uh, the, the money that belongs actually to our children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren, yeah. then it's inevitable. It's not if, but when. It well, Stephen, that's what upsets me. Then you got all these local politicians. They're sitting there. I saw where you know Paige and Tashara Jones are licking their chops about what money they're going to get. It's like, do you guys realize we don't have this money? You're all federal taxpayers too, right? right? And that that's local level, state level. And so I just don't understand at what point and what's this, this, it hits the fan. What, like at what point do we we can't continue printing money? Well, I, you know, the laws of economics will sooner or later kick in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's inevitable. Um, but, you know, those monies that are going to those cities and counties, what's insidious about that is they're not coming through the state's appropriations process, which I believe is unconstitutional. I believe that money should come through the state and then we make the decision, you know, whether they you know, need. And I'm encouraging uh, our state senators and representatives to take a close look at these windfalls that these cities and counties are receiving from the federal government directly and make some adjustments to the monies they get from the state. I love your use of the term insidious. You use it a couple of times. Nobody <laughs> says insidious anymore, man, because that's like way deep and dark. Oh, man. it's dark. It is dark. <laughs> I love it. All right, you're listening to former state Senator Jim Lemke on the program today talking about Chase Bank trying to cancel conservatism in, in Missouri. I don't think that's an overstatement. I mean, really, that's that's what they tried to do. People pushed back, and, and, and they, they caved. You don't right. see that that often where, you know, a group like that, with that kind of power, because they do have power, you know, caves under the political pressure they could be described as insidious all right this is the mark millen show with the smash broadcasting from the miller furniture studios remember miller furniture with three locations 
in Belleville, Lake St. Louis, and Ellisville, now 1.2 miles east of Clarkson Road. We'll be right back in a second.